Hey, we're in the middle of a series called Partnering with God. This is our foundation scripture found in Matthew, and it says, For wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, he promises, I will be, I am there right with them. What a comforting thought to know that we're two or three are gathered together, that God is in the midst of us. Let's go into our scripture for today. I like this in Jeremiah. This is really cool. Listen to this. Jeremiah 33, 2, it says, Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Watch this next part. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, you do not distinguish or recognize, have knowledge of or understanding. The cool thing about God, I like this one. It says, he says, call to me. Have you ever called somebody and they, um, they didn't answer their phone? My brother had that one time. My brother, he has a twin and his, he called his, uh, his, uh, his twin brother at the school that his kids were going to and he could see him across the, like the parking lot and he saw his twin brother pull his phone out, look at it and put it right back in his pocket. <laughs> so have you ever, you, maybe you didn't see them do that, but have you ever called somebody and they didn't answer your call and you're like, I know that you're available to take my call. God says, call to me and I will answer and I like what it says that he just won't answer with something that will pacify us. But he goes on to say, I'll show you great and mighty things, things that are, things that are fenced in, things that are hidden. I'm going to go somewhere real quick tonight. Things that are hidden, that the, when, you're, when you buy a vehicle and sometimes there's something wrong with it, they have what's called a recall notice on it. And what they want you to do is they want you to bring that vehicle, they want you to bring it back in. They want so they can fix whatever might be uh, defective on it or potentially defective. And our hearts, <laughs> by, by nature of this world and our, our, and our sin nature, we're defective. But God, God has a recall notice on us and he's calling us to himself. I'm glad that he's not, I'm glad he's not calling me so he can correct me, you know, even though I do need correction. I'm glad he's not calling me so he says, Jonathan, we need to fix you. No, Jeremiah says he calls because he wants to show us fenced in things, hidden things. The father is calling to his children. There's a recall notice on our hearts. There's a recall notice on our lives. The father is calling us that he has things in his heart for us. What would you think? What would we think if we knew God has things in his heart that are only meant for you? That God has things stirring on the inside of him good things that are only meant for your life, that are only meant for your ears, your spiritual ears to hear, that are only meant to encourage you. Have you ever had that where you were going through some difficult time and all of a sudden out of nowhere on the inside of you, something just came up on the inside of you and encouraged you in the middle of that? That's the heart of God. That's the voice of God, that he has things in his heart that he wants you to be a part of. It's amazing to think that a God who created it all, a God who spoke the worlds, just by his speak, he spoke the worlds into existence, but yet he has things that he only wants to share with you. He has things that he only wants to share with me. The heart of God calling for us to partner with him. I like this in Psalms. I like everything tonight, but I like this in Psalms. It says, make God the utmost delight and pleasure 
of your life and he will provide you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, I've used this a couple of weeks ago, this exact one, but I want you to see the next two after this. As you trust him along the way, you'll find that he pulled it off perfectly. The next two, that he will appear as your righteousness. As sure as the dawn of a new day, he will manifest as your justice. As sure, as strong as the noonday sun that quiet your heart in his presence and pray. Keep hope alive as you long for God to come through for you and don't think for a moment that the wicked in their prosperity are better off than you. Can I camp on this for just a minute? A couple of things. One, quiet your heart. Are you like me sometimes that my heart is noisy? That's a lot, there's a lot of rattling going on in, inside of my heart. And God says, I wanna partner with you. I want you to quiet your heart. And when you do, quiet your heart in my presence and keep, when you do, you'll keep hope alive. I like the last part. I didn't, I didn't, I've never read this out of the passion. This is the passion, but I've never read this. It says, don't think for a moment that the, that the wicked in their prosperity are better off than you. Have you ever had this thought? God, I'm doing all that I know to do. I'm living, the, I'm living for you the, be, the best way that I know how. And it seems like people out there that aren't serving you, people out there that are going their own directions, people out there that don't seem to have any use for you, it seems like their life is smooth sailing. Their Instagram is all A, a, a film. <laughs> no B film. By the way, that should help you. Nobody ever posts their B film on Instagram. Nobody, nobody snaps, snaps their B film. <laughs> no, it's all filtered. Oh, I'm gonna preach tonight. It's all filtered. <laughs> it's all airbrushed. It's all zapped. I like when Allie uh, told me about when she can go into a, into a Lightroom or Photoshop or whatever that, and she can take out chins. I might need her to take out this chin and maybe put a little bit of hair on me. It's all Photoshopped. It's all, been, it's all been filtered. And we think that people that are, with, that are away from God or have no interest in God are somehow doing better than us that are believers in the word of God says, no, no, not for a moment think that the wicked in their prosperity are better off than you. I had this teacher friend, she, she passed away. It was, her name was Diana Croker, if you're at, from Burleson High School. Miss Croker, Ethan and, and Carly's mom. And at her funeral, which was actually a year ago in June, and I, and I did the opening to her, to her funeral. And I remember I, the most poignant memories that I have of my friend Diana Croker is that I would take my Jesus Calling book to school with me, and her room was right across from Hoffman from me at the time, and I'd take it in there after school or whatever, before school, and we would read to each other Jesus Calling. <laughs> and what would that do? Just as friends, we would sit there and read Jesus Calling to each other. It would, it would, it would soothe our, our spirit, soothe our soul. Calm that cause that quiet place to happen on the inside of us. Our, our famous, and what I said at her, at her so actually was a celebration of life. It wasn't a funeral. I remember saying that, that, uh, that 
we would encourage you each other when craziness was going on that, that you'll be fine, they'll be fine, everybody will be fine. Actually, I remember the last time I saw her that she was literally in her, we, her husband had let some people in and we were there to see her and, uh, and I looked at her and she's laying on her bed and, and she was a, just a day or so went from passing and I looked her in the eye, I said, Diana, you're gonna be all right, you're gonna be all right. And she is all right, today she's whole. She's made perfect. But what was that friendship? That, that friendship that was founded upon the presence of the Lord quieted our soul, gave encouragement to us, caused the presence of God to be manifest, even through words of encouragement, that the Father is looking for the condition of our heart where he can speak. That was why Diane and I would read Jesus calling to each other because it would cause our hearts to be at a place where we could hear his voice. We could hear, his, hear his, his, his tone with us. And his tone is always gentle. That he is looking for a condition of our heart where we, here's the key tonight, where we can listen. Where our hearts are listening. I can tell you my heart's not always listening. I can tell you even today. Today was, today was a lot going on, nothing necessarily bad. Have you ever had one of those, like I had a day today, just a lot of stuff going on and a lot of it didn't fit into place. <laughs> a lot of it just didn't fit into place. But in the midst of that, in the middle of it all, God put, puts us in a place, even like in church, where he, where he can let our hearts listen, where our hearts are able to listen, they're able to, he, to hear. The person that's blessed is the one who is listening. My, my sweet uh, cousin, Roxanne, posted on something today on mine. She goes, how do, you, how do you know it's difficult to hear God in the midst of the world? And I said, I know it is. In this world and the atmosphere we live in, sometimes it is, it is tough to hear. And Roxanne, if you're watching, and I, I told her, I said, I'll be talking about this tonight. I think the key is, and certainly the key is for me, that is my heart quiet is my heart still? Is my heart in tune with where he is? Do you know what we do a lot with God? We do this. This is a telephone, by the way, guys. <laughs> hey, God, I just need to talk to you for a minute. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now that I really could use your help on. I'd make a list, but I've got them in my prayer journal. So I'll go with them, over them with you in the morning. And um, if you could fix some of that stuff, I'd really be appreciative. Okay, thanks, bye. Oh, hey, wait a minute. I got one more thing. Hey, if you could do it in my timing, I'd really appreciate it too. So none of this week stuff, month stuff, year stuff, I'm not interested in that, God. So if you could get the let out, I mean, you've got the ability, all time is in your hands. So if you could pick up the pace and uh, let me know, that'd be really great. Thanks for listening. Hey, really, if you could use my, if you could answer my help, my ideas, my thoughts, my dreams, I'll, I'll list them for you and then I'll pray them to you. So if you want my input, I'll make sure that I put on my prayer list, you know, what I want her to look like, well, how, how much money I want her to, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, <laughs> How, how, how I want it to fit into plan. And then, uh, and don't forget like our conversation before when, when the good timing is, all right? All right, thanks for listening. Hey, real quick, what are you waiting on? All right, so I'm really tired of waiting. And so, you know, my hope is getting uh, diverted here and I'm getting, that's how we talk, isn't it? What was wrong with that conversation? I never took the time to listen. I never took the time to let my, my heart be quiet, to be still.
to just sit, to be. And I don't, I don't think God faults us. I don't think God is angry with that kind of stuff, but I have a feeling he, he lets out a sigh of every once in a while. Would you just listen? Would you just pause? Would you just take a moment? Would you just be in the moment? Have you, have you noticed that a lot of times we're not in the moment of the day? Many times we either have the TV going or our phone going or uh, music going or friends going or busyness going and we never get to the place where we let our hearts be still in his presence to hear him and then, and then we have the audacity to get on the phone. Hey, did you remember something? Hey, my heart's in a whole lot of turmoil right now, and I'm really kind of on a ragged edge. If, if I could use your help, it should be, sure would be nice to come right about now. <laughs> and God's like, have you let your heart be still? Have you let your heart be quiet? Have you let your heart reach out? Remember what I read? Call to me. He said, when you call to me, I'll make sure I answer. I like this in Psalms. This is good right here. It says, because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken. For I experienced, I, like, I always think of Linda Anderson, I experienced your wraparound presence every moment. She likes that from the passion, your wraparound presence every moment. My heart and my soul explode with joy, full of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure, for you will not abandon me to the realm of the death, and nor will you allow your Holy One to experience corruption. Look at this last one in this part. For you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life, the path of the bliss that brings me face to face with you. Can I let you in on something? Your heart your heart longs for, my heart longs for, a path that is face-to-face -face with him, a path that is free of distraction, a path that is, fr that is free of, of, of the attention that this world tries, a path that is longing to call to him and partner with him. What if it's God's whole desire for us to be around him? Have you ever thought about that? I, I know a lot of times, and certainly... To this point in life, I always think that God's, God's part kind of probably cool with me serving him. He's probably pretty happy that, that I've chosen a life that lives for him. He's probably okay that I, that I spend my time uh, in church and the word and that stuff kind of stuff. And I, I'm sure that he's glad with that. But have I ever stopped? Has Jonathan ever stopped with the realization that I was designed for him and that he was made for me? That somehow my, my life, my existence, my, my, whole, my whole way of being was made for him. What if our heart and soul find themselves in that very place? You don't have to raise your hand and you don't have to respond, but has your soul ever been in a place that it was wanting? That your soul was searching? That your soul was looking for relief? that your soul was looking for, for comfort, for rest. And what if, what if our heart, what if our soul finds its place in his presence? That what if God's whole purpose is for us to be with him?
What if it's his entire purpose? And he's not looking for somebody that'll do his, do his will. I mean, here's what we think. Here's what we think. And I've got my little list here right here. By the way, and I want you to know, Mason, I, you weren't in here Sunday, but I have used this pen in Sunday's message and now I'm using it in this pen. Mason gave me this pen right here. This is what we think God is up to. Let's see. I wanted you to do this. Um, kind of check. I wanted you to do this. You really haven't got around to it. I want you, wanted you to do this. Uh, you started it. You started it, Jonathan. So let's just put a question mark next to this. I wanted you to do this. Oh, I'm full of grace. So I'm going to go ahead and say, okay, you got that one done. I wanted you to do this. You haven't even thought about it. I wanted you to do this. It hadn't even crossed your mind. I wanted you to do this. You're too lazy. <laughs> That's what the image we have of God. That he's got a list on us. <laughs> That he's, got a, that, he's, that he's marking it off or crossing it out or putting a frown face or what the heck is going on or what are you waiting on? That's not how his heart is. Let me ask you this. How would you treat a friend that did you that way? That had a list? Or what kind of friend would you be if you had a list? But why do we put that on the Lord? Why do we put that on him that somehow he's a list keeper? That he's... Mark, making a list, checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty or nice. Today I called Taylor on the phone. Usually we text each other. You know that, you know that you, normally you text people and then me, if my phone rings and I see that it's a call coming in, somebody really wants to talk to me that usually might text to me. And so I called Taylor because I wanted, I wanted, first of all, I said, I want to ask you something to hear your tone of voice, not just a text. But every once in a while, because we're friends, I want to hear Monkey Man's voice, not just read his scripting. <laughs> you know that we've reduced God sometimes to scripting. We've, we've, reduced, we've reduced his heart to, to what we read in the Bible, and I'm not against that, or what we read in a prayer outline. And there's sometimes that our heart just needs to be it just needs to be there. Watch in, in what it says in Matthew right here. In Matthew, then the tempter, this is talking about the devil, came to entice Jesus. This is the, um, in the desert, the, the uh, temptation of Jesus to provide food by doing a miracle. And so he said to Jesus, the devil said to Jesus, how can you possibly be the son of God and you be hungry? Just order these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. And then Jesus answered and he said, the scripture says bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word which constantly goes forth from God's mouth. And I believe, I believe that God speaks through his word. I believe that he speaks clearly through his word. As Pastor Brian says, there's, often he said Sunday, he said, I've read healing scriptures over the last month and they've come alive in a new way that they were. And I believe that he speaks through his word, but I also believe that he speaks through our hearts. And a lot of times when we say this right here, we say, well, you've got to, you got to have the word of God to hear his voice. And I believe that. But I think that Jesus was saying something more than just the word of God. What if you went to the grocery store and all you ever bought was a loaf of bread? That was it. 
It's like that movie, that guy that all he ate was bacon. And they went to the store and he got like five packs of bacon and threw them in the basket and said, I'm done. <laughs> what if, that's kind of a cool diet there. But what if it was all your mom ever got was bread? Can we have lunch meat? No. Can we have peanut butter? No. Can we have, uh, I don't know, can we have uh, tuna fit? No, we can't have, we got bread. Jesus told the, told the enemy, he said, man will live more, by more than just bread alone. And what he was saying that he said, my men, people, believers are gonna live by what the father is saying. That even like a loaf of bread, you might, you might like it for a day or two or a week, but eventually you might get tired of just bread every day. That's it, just bread, just bread. And Jesus saying there's more to life than just going through the motion of living like a believer, but it's also hearing what the heart of God is saying. And that's what he told the enemy, that men will not live, men and women will not live by bread alone, by just simply saying that they're believers, but they'll live by the words, the heart, the comfort of what my father is saying. That the temptation of Jesus didn't reveal the power of the enemy. The temptation didn't reveal, we always think that 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 he came and found Jesus at a low point, even though he was at a low point. He came and he found him when he was hungry. He came and he found him when he was thirsty. It doesn't reveal the power of the enemy, the temptation. It reveals the source of life. Everything that Jesus said in return to the enemy, everything he said in return revealed the source of his life. It wasn't a tit for tat. It wasn't, I'm going to take you down with the word. It wasn't that I'm going to whoop you. And, and no, I mean, though he did all of that when, in the temptation, but what was he doing? He was revealing the source of life. I like what Bill Johnson says. He says, I am alive because he speaks. That you're alive because God speaks. Allie, if you'll come on, come on down. That the very reason you're breathing today is because God has spoken into your life. The very reason that you're in existence today is because God has spoken over your existence. He's spoken over your life. He's spoken what your destiny for you. He's spoken what he has for you. He's spoken who you are to him. And the reason that you're still breathing is because he has, a, he has breath for you. He has spoken. He's spoken for you. I like what Miss Gloria Copeland says. You know, a lot of people think God's mad at them. She said, no, God, God's not mad at you. If he was, you wouldn't survive it. <laughs> he wouldn't survive God being mad at you. But I'll tell you what, you will survive. i tell you what will bring us life. It's knowing that his presence is the source of our lives. Last thing in Psalms for tonight. In Psalms 62.11 says, God said to me once and for all, all the strength and power you need flows through me. <laughs> what else do we need tonight? What else does Jonathan need tonight? All the strength and the power you need flows through me. And again, I heard it clearly said that all the love you need is found in me. And it's true that you repay people for what they do, that your heart was designed to partner with his. That God made you for him. He made you for his presence. 
One of, you know, he may not think a whole lot of it, but one of my favorite, all my favorite memories is to have uh, my nieces and nephews in the car with me. Yesterday, Sam was in the car with me. And those, those are times of my day that, that, that energize me is to be around, be around my nieces and nephews. Annalise, the last couple of days, has come by and see me. You know, I'm over there threatening kids in, the, in high school saying, get out of my face, I hate you. No, I don't say I hate them. <laughs> Isn't that funny though? I'll be all, you know, raw with kids. Like, get out of here. And then Annalise comes around the corner. Well, hello, my biscuit. <laughs> it's a whole different thing when they belong to you. You may not feel like it. You may not feel it's true, but God enjoys your presence. You may not always think that but he does, that you were never designed to live any part of your life without him. Read that again, I put it on your list. Read that again in Psalms out of the Passion. Just pull it up on on biblegateway.com. There's no part of your life that was meant to be without him. That it's as simple as quieting everything around you to hear his heart. And Roxanne, if you're watching, I think that's the key. I don't know that it perfectly is, but I think that's, for me, that's the truth. Is that when my heart is in turmoil, when my heart is, is uh, going in all different directions, it's always connected to that I haven't quieted it. I haven't put it in that place where I call to him and he hears and shows me great and mighty things, hidden things, fenced in things. Let me pray for you. Father, I lift up every person whose soul might be in question or turmoil right now. Maybe they're just having a a day maybe like mine that nothing seemed to go into place. Everything seemed to be wild and woolly. But Lord, I do believe the principle that if we quiet our hearts before you, that you hear us and you come to us and you restore us and you are there for us. So Lord, I ask you just to give us that revelation that there's more to this life than just living on bread, but living on everything that you are. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.